Hey everybody, Dr. Taylor here, and this is for my class in criminology, but also um, for Ms. Nelson's class. So we're talking a little bit about um, how attorneys present information to develop a case, um, the role of a jury, and how evidence is found. But first, let me talk to you a little bit about the process, um, particularly in a federal case. But many of these things are also the process of local cases and court cases um, statewide and countywide. So number one is investigating. This is where we search for evidence and police investigate crime scenes or possibly um, FBI agents or SLED agents where they investigate crime scenes. There is no um, charge until investigation takes place. And the investigation is one of the most important parts of the criminal justice system because the investigation kind of determines all of the next steps. So again, number one is investigating where we search for evidence and investigate the crime scene. Then if we have enough evidence, number two is where you have a charge. After looking at the evidence, the prosecutor decides whether to present the case to the grand jury and if there's enough to charge someone with a crime. Once the charge is made, number three is the initial hearing or the arraignment. This is where the defendant learns more about his or her rights and is brought before a judge. Number four is the discovery process. This is where the prosecutor and the defense attorney prepare for the trial. This is where they look at all the evidence and all the witnesses and all the possible statements and all possible evidence and information that's brought before the case. Number five is plea bargaining. This is where the government might um, give a plea deal to the defendant. Um, they would declare themselves as guilty in order to receive a lesser sentence. Sometimes a case is plead down and sometimes it's not. Number six is preliminary hearing. If someone's not guilty and they declare themselves as not guilty, the preliminary hearing will be held. The prosecutor tries to show enough evidence to charge the defendant. Number seven is pretrial motions. This is where they make decisions on certain issues before the trial begins. Number eight is the actual trial, the most important part, obviously, and facts are presented to the jury, evidence is collected and presented, and they choose whether or not the defendant is guilty or not. And typically, um, that is the role of the jury, which we'll talk about in just a little bit. Post-trial motions, events that may vary whether the defendant is convicted or not. And then number 10 is sentencing. The punishment is given out based on how the judge sees fits. Sometimes they have autonomy in this and sometimes it's mandated by state or local laws and regulations. And number 11 is the appeal. The defendant can appeal if they believe they were wrongly convicted or received too harsh of a punishment. And those are the steps, the primary steps to a um, trial and the court process. So number one, investigating. Number two, the charge. Number three is the initial hearing or arraignment. Number four is discovery. Number five is plea bargain. Number six is preliminary hearing. Number seven is pre-trial motion. Number eight is trial. Number nine is post-trial motion. Number 10 is sentencing. And number 11 is appeal. Now remember, 
all of the information in this process, the attorneys have to um, vet and they have to make sure everything's accurate and true. And they're relying on the folks that did the investigation and collected the evidence. Um, They also rely on witnesses to make sure that all of the information they're looking at is correct and valid. Now, there's also the role of the jury. The jury fulfills a very important function in the legal system. You are entitled to be tried by a jury unless the alleged offense is a minor one or it's being tried in a different court system. However, a jury is not required in every single legal case. There will be a jury in some civil cases, such as defamation and assault. However, for the majority of civil cases, such as personal injury actions and family law, there is no jury. It's the judge who decides the outcome. But in a criminal case, typically there is a jury. The jury consists of 12 members of the public who sit in um, next to the judge. One of the jurors is selected to be the foreman, which is basically the leader. He or she acts as the informal chairperson and the spokesperson for that jury. The 12 jurors in the case are selected from a number of people who have been called to their duty. Jury duty can be served um, for anyone, but not everyone gets picked to sit on a jury. The jurors are ultimately responsible for deciding whether on the facts of the case that the attorneys present, basically that the investigators give them to present, they are to decide if a person is guilty or not guilty for the offense they've been charged. The jury, though, must reach its verdict by considering only the evidence introduced in court and the directions of the judge. They can't use uh, other means to interpret the law, and they also can't um, read or study on the case outside the courtroom. During all stages of the jury um, trial, they can take notes on the proceedings. They may also pass notes to the foreman to ask the judge to explain certain events or certain parts of the case. At the conclusion of the trial, the jurors are given an issue paper which states the issues that the jury must consider in reaching a verdict. When the jury consists of more than 12 members, only 12 are selected to consider. There are some alternate members, but only 12 are actually selected to serve on the actual jury. Um, There's usually a court official, like a security guard or a court guard or other official. Um, To keep the jury together until the verdict is reached, the the jurors have to be together the entire time. They typically spend the night at these long trials. Um, The jury is taken into a jury room and allowed no outside communication with the exception of notes to the court registrar. They may keep a copy of the indictment, the exhibits, and their notes. They send messages to ask questions. And the judge helps them with all of those things. In reaching its verdict in a criminal trial, the jury must be satisfied that the person is guilty beyond reasonable doubt. Beyond reasonable doubt means that if there are two reasons given in a case and both are possible for what happened, taken together with the evidence presented, the jury should give the person the benefit of the doubt and decide the verdict of not guilty. They have to be beyond a reasonable doubt satisfied that the person is absolutely guilty. Um, the jury typically needs to be unanimous in a criminal case. Um, a verdict need not be unanimous where there are not fewer than 11 jurors. If 10 of them agree on a verdict after considering the case, but in a civil trial, a verdict may be reached by a majority, nine out of the 12 members. And sometimes if the jurors cannot agree, there will be a uh, hung jury and there'll have to be a retrial. 
Um, when the jury's reached its decision, it will return to the court and the verdict will be read aloud by the foreman. But the jury has no role in sentencing. Sentence is up to the judge. Um, so basically, the jurors must decide on the facts of the case only. And remember, those facts are brought by the attorneys and by the folks that investigated the case. They take directions from the law, um, from the trial judge. Whether they agree with him or her, they still take direction. They have to remain impartial and independent, and they can't be influenced by outside sources. So I hope that helps you a little bit um, better understand the role of the court system and the process of the court system as well as the jury. Um, If you need anything else from me, I'll be happy to help. Thanks.